Thanks for subscribing to the One Cause Podcast. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing, so we believe that the more you hear these truths, the more they will benefit your life. Remember, all it takes is believing it. Ephesians chapter 2, I've titled this 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 morning, if you're taking notes, Give Yourself Some Credit. I've titled this, Give Yourself Some Credit. I have met a lot of people in in life that for one reason or another disqualify themselves, don't feel like they live up to expectation, feel like they've blown it too many times for uh, their life to be good. And I think that is exactly what God wants to talk about today. Give yourself some credit. I simply want to remind you today how amazing God's made you. Anybody here for that today? How amazing God's made you now uh, it's always good to have a reminder of, of ideas like this because when we encounter situations in life that don't line up with the Word of God, if we lean over into our emotions and even possibly what happened in the past and we identify with that, things go bad. Things get off track. And so today, I want to remind you to give yourself some credit. I want to read this scripture to you out of Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10. It's a familiar scripture, but it speaks... The beauty and majesty of God, it says, for we are his workmanship. That's his workmanship. I've seen some of my workmanship. It's sometimes pretty good, sometimes not at all good. We are his workmanship. We are created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Uh, As I was making, uh, making preparations this week for this message, I was in my room, and I happened to notice this huge painting on the wall next to my bed that Dr. Holler painted several years ago. It's this big, huge, I don't know, four by four, six by six frame. And, uh, and so I started thinking, and I remembered last summer that we were up at their house in Oklahoma, and Max and Doc Holler were painting together. How many of you know that Dr. Holler loved to paint? And uh, we've got a lot of paintings in our house from him. And Max is an artist as well. He's, our ten, he's my 10-year-old son. And um, he's Jennifer's 10-year-old son as well. I, I don't know why I left that out. But uh, Max and Pawpaw were painting together. And, and they were out on the driveway. And I just remember this vivid glimmer in Max's eye. And he was looking at their two paintings. And you could tell that he really thought they were two masterpieces coming together, piece by piece, stroke by stroke. And uh, they were adding finishing touches, and they just had a great time spending uh, time together out there and making these beautiful masterpieces. And I started thinking about the fact that we are His workmanship. We are God's workmanship. And, And when you see something that is visually striking or stunning, it it impacts you. And it's hard for us as people, I think, I'm going to speak for me. Maybe I'll speak for you. Maybe I won't. But I think sometimes in life when we identify with who we are in the past, the decisions we've made in the past, the things we've messed up in the past, the things we've said that we've regretted in the past, that that is what shapes our future. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing for us to allow those situations and even those words that we've used in the past, those mistakes to shape our future Instead, it's important that you think thoughts like this. That God has made me. I am His workmanship. You know what I did 
last year, right? You know what I said to that person in that relationship a couple of weeks ago, right? You know that. But you're saying, I'm your workmanship? And it brought me to another scripture in Psalm chapter 139, verse 13 and 14. And the psalmist is writing and he says, he's singing, he says, For you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am, say I am, say it real loud, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Lord, have you seen me in the mirror lately? I don't think I look wonderfully made. I'm starting to get some wrinkles and I got some gray hair and my tooth's chipped. And I mean, you know, it's important that we see ourselves like God sees us. It's important that we say the things about ourselves that he says, I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. Marvelous are your works. Now, this is not written to give us a big head. This is written in order that we could connect with the God who created us. The creator of the universe who formed man. See, this is something that you got to be reminded about every single day of your life. I'm here to remind you this morning, give yourself some credit. Give yourself some credit. If he sees you better than you see you, you should give yourself some credit. This is not at all to, get, to boost your ego. This is to put you in line with God's thoughts and his words about who you are. you got to know this today. You are special. Somebody in this place needs to know this morning that you're special. This is not just something I'm saying. This is something that God's written about you. You're special. You are his workmanship. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Another familiar scripture, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, are there any anyone's in here today? If anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. You are a new creation. Listen, the Bible's talking about in that moment when we trust in Jesus, that our spirit is recreated, right? Our spirit is born again. That's what the Bible says. Our spirit is, we're recreated, made something new. And what that says is that we'll live in eternity in, in heaven with God, which is the most amazing promise that you'll ever hear. But it doesn't quite say that everything on this earth from that point on is going to be perfect. It says your spirit has been perfected. But your spirit's been recreated. That word creation, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. That word literally means in the Greek, the original Greek, it means an original formation. The act of founding or establishing. And, and you know, we can look around this room and say, you know, I don't look like Stephen. I don't look like Faith. I don't look like Val. I don't look like them. I know that. But you know what? There's something to be said for the fact that God put his fingerprint on every individual person in this room. On every single person in this room, you are made special by the creator of the universe. 
I personally don't believe that you're meant to limp and drag yourself across the finish line. I believe that you're meant to prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's who our God is. He makes masterpieces. And listen, you may, you may be telling yourself this morning, I don't know why I'm yelling so much. You may be asking yourself or telling, or telling your, you may be telling me in your head, I don't feel like a masterpiece. I don't feel like his workmanship. I feel like maybe my broken slack workmanship. But that's okay because I'm here to, to persuade you. I'm here to persuade you over, back over into the word of God. See, think about these thoughts. Think about these scriptures when you're addressing your past. Everybody's got a past, right? I know everybody's got a past. We've all made mistakes. We've all done things. But if we don't identify with the past, then the future's better, right? That's not who I am. That's what I did, or that's what I said, and I regret that. I've made mistakes, but that's not who I am. Because when I get my mind into this I am, everything's different. My perspective shifts. We talked about that last week. If you're taking notes, write this down. This is very important. This is point number one of one today. <laughs> I'm a simple guy. This is going to sound too simple to you, but I, I want it to be a reminder. The point today is... To let God's creation be God's creation. You. Let yourself be His creation. Don't let yourself be all the things that you lack. Don't let yourself be all the things that you've done. Let yourself be His creation. Let yourself be His masterpiece. His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Listen to this, another scripture. I'm in and out of the, all in and out of the New Testament today. 1 John 4, verse 9 and 10. I love, love this passage. Because it takes all the pressure off me and, and puts it back on Jesus. It says, in this love, in this, the love of God was manifested toward us, comma. You know what that means? Paul said, I'm about to tell you. I'm about to tell you how this love was manifested. So listen up. Listen up. Somebody in here needs to hear this. Listen up. In this, the love of God was manifested toward us. That God has sent his only begotten son into the world. That we might live through him. And then he goes on to say in verse 10, in this is love. Because we walk around, you know, religion teaches us that it's what we do. That we, it's what we get right. It's what we, it, it's our performance. It's our, the absence of mistakes. That's the only way God's going to hear us. That's what religion says. It's up to me. You with me? Religion says, you make it happen. You follow all the rules. You do this every day. You don't blow it. You don't mess up. 
But the New Testament says this. This is what grace says. And this is love. Not that we love God. Not that it's not, it's not, Lord, have you seen what I've done for you lately? Read my Bible five times today, Lord. Did you notice that? Didn't say one cuss word during the Cowboys game, Lord. Did you notice that? That should ring true. You with me? You following me, Lord? In this is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us. And he sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins, the exchange. He sent his son to be that. Not my performance. Not what I do or don't do, but what he already did. So it's really super important that you, and it's always relevant. It's always relevant that you have to see this and, and not only see it, but that you believe it. That you don't drift off course and go, well, I've been in church for five years. I know this stuff. Yeah, I'll, I'll go in there and listen and then, and then whatever. We'll see how the week turns out. No. You read it. You listen to it. You believe it. You put it here. So when the past comes up, you say, no, no, no. Mm -mm. New creation, man. You can try to shame me and condemn me into that, but that's the old me. That's how I used to be. That's how I used to talk. Okay, maybe I messed up a couple of days ago, but that's not me. That's what I did. Listen, God is the creator. God is the originator. God is the craftsman. Why do we buy nice stuff? Who has a car that you love? Why, why do you love that car? But, oh, yes, because it has features, right? Probably also because it has a name attached to it that you trust, right? A name attached because it has a history, because there's, there are certain elements of quality associated with it. You know, if I'm going to be honest, Apple trapped me. I know that I can hear all the Android users in here. So much more customizable. I understand. I feel you. I hear you. But this is so easy. And, and honestly, this is so easy and it doesn't break. And I've had computers that last to 10 years that don't break. And that's why I, that's why I give my, that's why I trust them. And it's not about, it's not about that. It's not about Apple. It's about, it's about the maker. It's about your maker. It's about your maker. This is what he does. He makes masterpieces. He makes masterpieces. You're made of his workmanship, not your own. His, lean on his workmanship, not your own. Listen, Jen and I were talking the other day because we live together. And, uh, <laughs> and so we talk a lot. And, um, and she was telling me that she, ha she had heard this podcast, and this podcast had mentioned this particular form of, of uh, Japanese artwork called kintsugi. Have you ever heard of that, kintsugi? And it's actually uh, a process by which Japanese craftsmen 
um, can repair broken or cracked or shattered pottery. And it is a beautiful thing if you see it. When you leave, Google it. Don't Google it now because I'll lose your attention. Kintsugi, Kintsugi, Kintsugi. And uh, it's so amazing because they can take these, these pieces of pottery that have been around for hundreds of years and repair them, even like little chip pieces there, and they'll fill them, they'll fill the cracks and the crevices and the broken pieces, and they'll glue them back together with precious metals like gold or adamantium. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Three or four people got that. That's okay. My Marvel people in here got that. Uh, like gold or platinum, and they'll, and they'll reform this pottery. And, and what, the, what they say is, this is the amazing thing, what they say is it's stronger than it ever was before because of what's been done to it. And I started thinking about how God works. Like you were thinking about how God works in our giving and, you know, and, and, and I started thinking about how God works. And, and, and you may be sitting in here this morning feeling, you may be feeling chipped up. Or that you have some cracks, that you have some flaws. You may be sitting in here, you may be sitting here putting on a happy face, but you may be shattered internally. Because of situations. Maybe your job, maybe your health. Maybe you lost a loved one recently and you're feeling here, but this is all smiles. And I want, to, I want to tell you this morning that God is a God who can do anything. He can take whatever you've got and recreate it and make it stronger than it ever was before. Make it stronger than it ever was before. See, it's, it's, it's when we disassociate from the bumps and the bruises in life and the disappointments and the regrets and, and, and I'm the guy who blank or I'm the woman who blank. It's really hard to get away from that when people know you as that. Oh, it's that guy. I've seen that guy before. I've heard that guy before. Listen, don't, don't associate your identity with being that guy. Associate it with being a masterpiece. Associate your identity with being his workmanship. His workmanship. I'm telling you, you can, you can start thinking like this right now. Today. You can see yourself differently today, leaving this place. Seeing yourself like God sees you. And what it's going to do is it's going to shift your perspective and you're going to see, you're going to even see tomorrow differently. You're going to see tomorrow differently than you previously had. You know, there have honestly been times in my life where in the last couple of years that we've, we've not really looked forward to tomorrow. We just, you know, kind of want to forget today and, and, and we'll just stay there. I don't know if anybody's with me. But uh, the last couple of years have been pretty, pretty interesting. And, uh, and, and I am energized and recharged. And I, I, feel like, I feel like in my life and Jen's life that the Lord's done some kintsugi work in us. And he's taken those places that have, that have felt under pressure, felt maybe like there's a little crack there or something potential there. And he's, 
sealed them up with his precious, his preciousness. And so I want to encourage you this morning, when you leave today, see yourself differently. Give yourself some credit. See yourself like God sees you. Tomorrow morning when you wake up, if you wake up in a bad mood, say, you know what? I don't, I, I, that doesn't have to be me. I don't have to be the guy in the bad mood that shows up to work all the time. I don't have to be the crazy guy driving on 75 that runs people off the road all the time. I'm telling you, I got a grace for driving. I'll pray for you. Got a grace for it. Don't, it doesn't even bother me anymore. It's amazing. I can do this. I can do all things through Christ. Friday afternoon, Friday evening, I was recording this sermon because uh, we put it on the church YouTube channel, kind of in a different setting, um, a little more personal setting. And I was recording by myself, filming myself preaching, watching and listening to myself preach all alone in our office building, which is at 6.35 and 35. And, uh, <clears throat> and, I, and I didn't really hear any activity going on the whole day. I'd been there studying for several hours and making some notes and setting up cameras and lights and stuff. And uh, I didn't really know, I hadn't, hadn't seen a soul in the building. And so I preached this message, and it was relatively short, and I was kind of uh, tearing down the equipment and putting my stuff in my bag, and I hear this, I hear this, uh, something over by the door to our office, and I heard this piece of paper on the floor, and I looked down, and I want to read something to you. I don't know if you can see this. Can you read this? I'm just kidding. If you can see that, I took a picture of this on the floor. It's a piece of paper that, that somebody slid under the door, and they said, thanks. I can do this. Said thanks. I really needed to. I really needed to hear that word. I have a future, and God loves me. And I didn't know this, but one of our neighbors had been listening to me preach, and I was like, I I am blown away at the goodness of God. I literally every day, day in and day out, I'm astounded at how good God is. That that I would be there. The Friday night after Thanksgiving, when everyone's shopping, filming myself, the same exact time that one of our neighbors is there, that evidently needed to hear that word. And I think, I started thinking about the Lord, and I'm like, the, God's just going to find a way. He's going to find a way to bring hope. He's going to find a way to bring second chances. He's going to find a way to remind you how much you're loved. That's just who he is. That is exactly who he is. In this, not the, not the kind of love where I'm showing how much I can love God. But do you realize that this is the kind of love that God loved us first? Do you realize that there was no expectation of return? Do you realize that he had no guarantee that you'd even love him back? He just simply loved. He said, I love you, Mary Beth. No matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter how many dark days you have, no matter if you curse me, 
No matter if you say, if you, if you, if you tell, if you tell lies, I love you. And folks, that's the power. The power is in the fact that he loved us first. Because there's so much lacking in what I can do on this earth. But there's no lack in what he's already done. There's no lack in what Jesus has already done. Let me read this to you. Ephesians chapter 2, as we close. Verse 7 through 10 in the message translation. Okay, the message translation. Dr. Holler would call it the Toys R Us version of the Bible. But I like it because it's kind of easy, easy to understand every now and then when I'm studying. I'll, listen, I'll read two or three different versions. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 7 says, Now God has us where he wants us. Now don't be scared. Don't be scared. Because what he wants is to hug. What he wants is to reconnect. What he wants is to give hope, give life. That's why he has you where he wants you. God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next. Why? To shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Those of you maybe that had, have, you know, were raised either not in church or in a church where you didn't really connect with a relationship with God, or maybe it was a religious atmosphere where, where everything, all the pressure was on you to perform. Listen to this. Verse 8, saving is all his idea. And it's all his work. It's all his idea and his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. Control freaks. Control freaks. Lend over control. I'm telling you, it'll be the best decision you've ever made. It's God's gift from start to finish. The saving is his gift from start to finish. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'd probably go around bragging that we'd done the whole thing. No, we either make ourselves, excuse me, we, either, we neither make nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the saving. He creates each of us by Christ Jesus to join him in the work he does, the good work that he's gotten ready for us to do, work we'd better be doing. I love that. I love that. Because religion says perform. Religion says don't you dare think about messing up. Or you'll lose everything. God says, hey, this is all my idea. It's all my doing. All you got to do is trust me. All you got to do is believe. Now listen, I'm not telling you that everything's going to be perfect. Through, tiptoeing through the lilies. The rest. It may be. And if, and if it is, come live at my house. But I'm telling you that, you know, the Bible promises us that, that the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And it's how we respond to those things in faith and knowing who we really are that makes the difference. It makes the difference. makes all the difference. And so I want to challenge you this morning. As you leave today, can you give yourself some credit? Can you give yourself some credit? Maybe you got into a fight 
on the way into this place. You know, you know where the power is? Where you, where you give yourself some credit and you, and you also give it to somebody else. And you see somebody else, no matter how many times you frustrate me, Potsy. Just kidding. But, it, but it, that's a real thing, right? When you see other people in the same way that God sees them, oh, everything changes. I'm telling you, there, there, there can be a shift in you. There can be a shift in you if you'll allow it. If you'll see other people like God sees them, trust me. You'll be less frustrated. You'll be less angry. You'll be less let down by expectations. I told, I told the Dallas campus this morning, I'm preaching to myself here. This is, this is to me too. See other people the same way God sees them. But it starts, it starts here. Because when this, when this understands, when I understand how God sees me, things change in my mind. And then I can step out and say, see other people in that, in that same way. I want to pray for you this morning. I have to say that all this starts, all of this starts, all these scriptures that we read today, they point to Jesus as the, as the author and finisher of our faith. They point to Jesus as the starting point. And today, if that's you, if you're watching online or maybe you're sitting in this place, if you've never said, you know what, I need that. I need that shift. I need, I need, I, I never knew I was that loved. I never knew I was that valuable. I never knew I was that special. I never knew that I was made a masterpiece by the Heavenly Father of that you this morning. And you've never said yes to Jesus being your Lord and Savior. That's simple today. It, there's a simple fix for that. And it's one of the, it is the best decision you'll ever make. If you say, you know what, today I, wanna, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I want to receive Jesus as the once for all sacrifice for my sins Everything that separates me from God can be covered, actually wiped away, totally wiped away is what the New Testament says, by me trusting in what Jesus did. And that's hard because some of us in here have worked our whole lives. We've made our life what we could because of what we've done. We've earned promotions. We've earned money. We've accumulated things, and that's, that's hard for our minds to understand that. That God is so good that he would just say, you know what, all, all I need you to do is give me your faith. Give me your trust. Give me your belief. Believe in me. And so all you have to do, really, to start this whole journey is to say yes to Jesus. And the Bible says in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15 at the beginning of that chapter that the simple gospel is this, that you believe that Christ died for your sins, that he was buried, he rose again on the third day, he ascended into heaven, and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the gospel message. That is the good news. That's why we celebrate Easter. That's what Easter is all about. But we don't have to wait Easter to do this. We don't have to wait to Easter to do this. Today can be a new day for you. Today can be a fresh start. Today can be the day that starts the, the rest of your life.
Today can be the day that, you, that God changed you, that you allowed him to come in and change you. And if that's you today, I want to ask you, just slip your, slip your hand up and let me pray for you this morning. If you're in this place and you need to say, you know what, that's me. I need a second chance. I need to trust Jesus and not myself. Let's, all, let's just repeat these words. I'm going to lend you some words, and I think it'd be great if we all just said this together. And what you need to do when you say these words is just connect your belief, your faith, and your trust in God. Say, Father, thank you for second chances, for fresh starts, for a new day. Today, I make Jesus Lord of my life and King of my heart. I trust you. I receive the free gift of righteousness and eternal life in Jesus' name. Enjoying the podcast? If you want more, you can always visit One Cause Church on YouTube and Facebook to watch full services.